Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. The Green Bay Packers will either win the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs. Hard to know. It is Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the first hour, feel free to listen in on the podcast. The podcast available on the TuneIn Radio app and on iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. So go listen to it there. It is brought to us by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you'd like to call, 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankin Trailers RV phone line. Coulter, we continue our tour around the NFL by team. We're not doing all 32 teams, but we're doing teams that are sort of regionally relevant. We've done the Seattle Seahawks. We've done the Denver Broncos. We did the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is time today to do my team, the Green Bay Packers. And um, being the resident expert on the Green Bay Packers, I will say this. I got no clue what the Green Bay Packers are. None. And I guess that's a good thing because I was convinced pretty early on last year that they were just bad. So not being convinced that they're bad at this moment is actually a step in the right direction. But I'm far from convinced that they're good. Um, I... 
Matt LaFleur being the head coach is good insofar as he's not Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Certainly. But it also feels just like following the trend for the sake of it. Now, they retain Mike Pettin as the defensive coordinator. I think that's a good move. Uh, I like I like Mike Pettin. I think he's a good coach. And uh, I think he maintains continuity on the defensive side of the ball. I think he, he only was there for one year as the D.C. That was last year. They were not very good defensively last year. But I think, first of all, they, they've upgraded uh, their personnel defensively uh, uh, with with Smith and Amos specifically. Um, and they've signed a couple of guys. I think their defensive line is actually a little more stout than what people think. Uh, but a second year in the system for the returners, I think, will go a long way uh, to helping this defense be better. And particularly when you have an offensive-minded and first-time and young head coach coming in, let him worry about what he needs to worry about on the offensive side of the ball and let the defense kind of do its thing. Granted, he needs to oversee all of it at some level, but that part of it is sort of in place so he doesn't have to come in and reinvent the wheel. So I think some new blood is a good thing from a coaching standpoint, but there is nothing to me that Matt LaFleur brings to the table in terms of resume, certainly not in terms of experience, that makes him, that, that I'm excited about either like i'm not I, I, i'm not sitting here going hey you know we're we're gonna be watch what green bay's about to do you know offensively watch what the way that they're about to go about it because i think they are shorthanded personnel wise at the skill positions hugely shorthanded and i i just have no idea what matt lafleur is actually going to be as a head coach as a play caller as a game planner and frankly as a leader uh, that you need to be as a head coach in the NFL. So that's where I'm at from that standpoint, and I'll get into some personnel, but you can hear, you tell me first, your thoughts there. Well, the last year of the Packers was brutal. I mean, you hate the Vikings and the Bears, and you talk about it on the show daily during football season. Hate them. I don't hate the Packers, even though I'm a Vikings fan. And the, the number one reason I don't hate the Packers is because despite Aaron Rodgers just being such a crybaby all the time, he is one of my favorite players to watch play the game. Aside from when he's throwing it in the stands and pouting on the sidelines, when he's actually just playing football, he's one of my favorite players to watch that's ever played in the NFL. I think that in terms of just true natural talent, I really think he's one of the all-time greats. And I think that there's so much put on the quarterback position throughout all levels of football, but particularly, particularly, particularly in the NFL. And I think there was a brief moment in time where a guy like Ben Roethlisberger could win you the Super Bowl. Everybody needs help. That's why football is the ultimate team sport. But as far as a quarterback that can get hot, that can overcome every weakness on your team, whether it's a coach or a player or a depth issue or injuries or anything like that. I think there's only been a handful of guys in the last 25 years that can actually get hot enough to lead you. I think there was a brief moment in time when Roethlisberger was was one of those guys. I think that Peyton Manning had a window where he was one of those guys. I think Tom Brady is still one of those guys. But right now in the NFL, right now, 
I think there's only two players in the NFL where they can overcome every deficiency you could possibly have on your roster to win you a Super Bowl, and that's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees is still phenomenal, but I don't think he's quite at that level yet. Patrick Mahomes, or I should say Drew Brees is not quite at that level still. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is not quite at that level yet. Mahomes has the, the, the ceiling to do it. There's no question. He's just got, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to figure out how to win against the Patriots in the playoffs. That's going to be his number one thing if he wants to get over the top and be the guy that can be the guy that gets red hot to lead you there. But, you know, all the other up-and-coming or solid quarterbacks, you know, Carson Wentz, not there. Jared Goff, not there. Phillip Rivers, not there still. No, I don't. I don't disagree with anything you've said. I, I Andrew agree. Luck. What I'm saying is, what what I'm saying is that I think that Aaron Rodgers has a two year window to still be the most impactful player in football, mm. and I think that that's why it doesn't matter if it's Matt Lafleur or Mike Holmgren or Ryan Tutel coaching the Green Bay Packers. As long as it's not Mike McCarthy, I think that has gives the Packers a chance to be a Super Bowl contender because I think that Rodgers is that good. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Aaron Jones, I told you this stat before, but if you weren't with us, uh, uh, this is this is a mind blower. Uh, the all-time leader for yards per carry in a season with uh, by a rusher who had at least 200 yards, or 200 rushes, excuse me, so a 200 rush minimum, is Aaron Jones in the year of our Lord 20 and 18. All time in the history of the NFL set the NFL record for yards per carry. I mean, that's stunning on a bad football team for a fifth-round pick out of, hello, the University of Texas El Paso. Shout out. So I don't know what... I, I, I don't know if that is repeatable. He was injured. He's coming into this camp a little bit banged up already. So, I you know, I'm not saying that that's going to happen again, but there is potential there. Jamal Williams behind him. Devontae Adams is a all-pro wide receiver. After him, there isn't a pro wide receiver on the roster. I mean, right now, Marquez Valdez-Scantling <laughs> is the number two. Geronimo Allison? Allison is behind him in theory on the depth chart. And then uh, uh, the kid out of uh, out of University of uh, of Wisconsin Whitewater uh, is also there. Jake Kumaro uh, is there as you know the slot guy or whatever. Uh, they do have Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is not close to what he was, but he was also particularly bad last year. I actually think he's going to be better than he was last year this year with another year in the system and year with Aaron Rodgers and all of that. But I don't think that he. You know, Mercedes Lewis is behind him. I think they have a combined age of 97 at the tight end spot. So, offensively, here's where they do, here's where they're in business offensively. It's on their offensive line. David Bakhtiari, Brian Balaga, and Corey Lindsley are three of the best uh, 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 tackles and then the center in in football. And and this is unbelievably important. This thing all started going downhill when. Bakhtiari and Beluga got hurt two years ago, mm-hmm. and then Rodgers got hurt. Yep. And that that was the first domino to all this malcontent that has just plagued Green Bay. Um, but defensively, Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels on the inside is is good. Although Mike Daniels, is he 
I think he he's, left. He's I think out. he went yeah. to the Lions. So, so Kenny Clark, uh, though, there on the inside, and Montrevious Adams being the other one, is is outstanding. But then here's what I really like is the secondary. Darnell Salvage, Adrian <laughs> First time you said that for ever. a long time. And then Jair Alexander and Kevin King, who was injured as well. But Kevin King, the great cornerback out of the University of Washington. Yep. I mean, they have the dudes to do it in the secondary. Matt Tremont Williams is still on the team too, right? He's He was good when he was healthy. That's right. Right now, their biggest area of issue defensively is at their linebacking spot. I mean, they got Blake Martinez, you know, being their, their number one guy. They do get Zadarius Smith to be like a pass rushing, you know, hybrid linebacker. And they also drafted Rashawn Gary out of Michigan, who is sort of a high upside, low floor Potential, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a real hit, hit and miss type of player. So we'll see what they've got, what what they'll they'll get out of that. They need to be an average defense. Yes, have to be. They can't be bad, which they have been bad. They need to be average. If they can be average, you're right. Aaron Rodgers can carry you the rest of the way. I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to be reinvigorated by having a new head coach, and uh, I think. In, in a lot of ways, sort of running the show, yep. if I may say. And I think that's good news. He, of course, needs to stay healthy. Um, and so the fact that they play the Bears twice, that's kind of bad news. Uh, but that it's, it's certainly possible. Let's go through, though, Coulter, the schedule and take a look at what we got with the Green Bay Packers, shall we? And you can uh, give me your uh, wins and losses for Green Bay. Okay? Okay. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Week one, the first game of the NFL season is going to be played between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Loss. There we go. Uh, Week two. What do you think? Look, I mean, if I had to pick, it's a loss. I think I think they have a much better chance than a lot of people think they're going to have against Chicago in that game, though. Depends on what sort of surprises they pull out. I just think that's going to be a hard game to win because the Bears are good now. They are, yes. And and they are good at home always. And I, I don't know, but I mean, but if the backers have some tricks up their sleeve, maybe. I just think that's a, t- that's a tough game. I mean, that's going to be, you're talking about Thursday night game, you're talking about it's going to be sold out. It's a rivalry game. I mean, I'm looking at the ESPN. You think they're going to sell it out. They're going to sell I mean, out Soldier Field. I love when you go to the schedule on ESPN.com and it says tickets as low as. And sometimes you're looking at like the Jets at Miami and it's like tickets, tickets as low as 29 bucks. Yeah. This says tickets as low as 356. <laughs> it's already sold out. 
Oh yeah. This I mean no no no. This, this, that it's a major game, and it's going to be a great. I'm I'm really excited about. it. I think it's going to be a really fun game. But no, I mean I. There is no reason to think that Green Bay will win this game except for the fact that Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. Yep. That's the, you just said that for you just summed up every single pick we're going to make over the next 16 games. Well, that's not true. There's a lot of games that they should win, period. Uh, like the second week at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Win. Okay. Um, interesting, by the way, that you go Bears-Vikings to open up the season, you know? Front-loaded. Uh, a second game, a third, third game of the year, they go three straight in Lambeau Field. Second of those three, Denver Broncos in Lambeau. Win. It's a win. The almost defending Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Loss. I think that's a bad matchup for the Packers because the Eagles have a lot of... The Eagles do it right as far as the guy, the amount of weapons that they have. They do not have one singular elite weapon, but they have like nine guys who are pretty good. That is a Thursday night game, by the way. It's uh, So they'll only have like five days in between the Broncos uh, game to the Eagles game. Obviously, the Eagles will also have that same amount of time, which is not much. Uh, and then uh, they go on the road to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Gosh, I think that the Cowboys have a chance to be this year's Steelers or Packers in the fact – in the – Situation where the distractions and the and the unrest within the organization kills them. So I'm going to give the uh, we give the Packers a win in that one. At home, Monday Night Football, the Detroit Lions win. At home, Oakland Raiders win. At the Kansas City Chiefs loss. We're halfway through, and the the Green Bay Packers are five and three. They're five and three, eight wins, eight games into the season. I'm all right with that. At the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm, that's a coin flip game. That's a tough game. Uh, I say win. Mm, okay. Carolina Panthers in Lambeau. Mm, it's also a tough game. It's in Lambeau, so I'm saying win. At San Francisco. Win. At the New York Giants. Win. I like how this is going. At home against the Washington Redskins. Win. At home against the Bears. Win. On the road at the Minnesota Vikings. Loss. That is... Do I have an 11 and 4? Oh, I missed, I missed one somewhere. They're either 12 and 4 or 11 and 5. They're 11 and 5. Okay. Going into Detroit. Um, they win against Detroit, so that makes them 11 and 5. Oh, did I? Oh, I week, week 17. Yeah. No, that makes them... If they win against Detroit, that's a 12 and 4 team, according to what you just told me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably hedge my bet on that's Sandy, uh, that's at Los Sandy. Angeles Chargers. Yeah. I think that that's a coin flip game. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah, I also think that it's going to be tough to win in San Francisco. Uh, I think the Niners are, are, are pretty good. You know, Garoppolo was not great the other night, but the Niners have a ton of speed on defense. The fact that they're playing the NFC East in their non-conference, it's great. I mean, there's one good team in that conference. Well, potentially two with Dallas. Sure. But, I mean, Washington and the Giants are both no good. And, you know, they play, they also play the AFC West. I think, I think Denver, I, I don't know, man. We did the, we did the Broncos. We said the Broncos are not going to be very good. I think there's a good reason to think that they're going to, you know, probably be a below average team. Their defense is loaded up, man. And they got Vic Fangio. I mean, they might just hammer people. 
defensively. So I, I, I don't. I'm excited to see what the Denver Broncos are. But in any case, I mean, the I mean regardless, of, regardless of the game by game, I think the Packers are a 10 to 11 win team. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I think they're looking at this schedule is cause for a lot more optimism, especially when. But here's the thing. I mean, you're in a division with two other. Not just good teams for your division, two other good teams for your conference. Absolutely, the I think and the Bears. I think the Vikings and the Bears are both ten to eleven win teams this, as well. This this is a four game season for the, all the head to heads of those teams. The head to heads for sure. So and the fact that and all three places are really tough to play. So the home team is going to be favored in all of the games. Got to get got to get wins at home. Um, so the, who steals one on the road? That's going to be the team that wins the division, well, what probably. If, what, if, what if Green Bay steals one the first game of the whole darn year on the 7th of September in they might. Soldier Field? They might. That uh, that Monday night football on December 23rd against the Vikings, though, you should probably start planning that party. Probably start way, making wagers because that could be the uh, NFC North title game. I like watching uh, Monday Night Football and see kind of the new things that they come up with because you know every year there seems to be some, you know whether it's a new font for the for the names and numbers as they come across a new way to do things. Monday Night Football is just doing everything they can to push this thing forward. So I found so first of all, Jason Witten being out with Booger McFarlane now in the booth, I think is is great. And I think the two of them are going to do really well in the call. They got rid of that. Everybody hated that little sideline truck the Booger was driving around in. I didn't have a big problem with that. It's okay with me, whatever. But what they have done now is they have put a camera in the top of the of the chain marker, you know, for where a first down is. And so as plays are coming 10 yards down the field on an out route, they got it standing right there, and the guy running that thing is the de facto cameraman. They're also putting a camera with a microphone in an orange cone, like an end zone cone, at the foot at the base of that thing as well, and it moves around. During replay, they're doing they're pausing replays as it's going forward, but they're keeping the sound of the play, like including the crowd and everything tied to what you're watching rather than normally you would on the replay you're just seeing it rather than hearing it as well the audio adds such an element to this whole thing so i'm impressed already with what monday night football has gone out there and done in terms of the the additional angles that you're going to get which are good you know they try to do the referee cam but it always just was like you just wanted to throw up you know what i mean you're just bouncing around it's like looking at all your buddies you know they think they got great videos with their gopros and it's just like i can't see anything so but these other cameras this is great so i'm pumped up about i think it's going to be a fun year on monday night football myself I, I mean, I've always just trying to appreciate the fact that these games are broadcast on live TV and HD. I've never been much one to scrutinize the quality of the broadcast. I think they're almost all good. There are some announcers that drive me crazy, but other than that, I, I don't know. I, I never got the whole freak out over Monday Night Football last year either. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's there's definitely like Tariko and John Gruden is the best that they've had in the last 10 years. For sure. But I think the Joe Testor is great, and I didn't really get why there was such scrutiny over Booger McFarland and his sideline chair. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I think the sideline chair, the only thing that it did was took away, it, 
it's hard to have a conversation when you're not in the room. You know what I mean? Right. And particularly the interplay between him and Witten, and Witten was clearly like a rookie broadcaster up there. It, it, it's, it was tough to pull off, and frankly, it didn't go well. But, you know, so, you know, you, you took a shot, didn't really work out. It's all right. They also got very little love in terms of the matchups that, that, that they, I mean, Monday Night Football used to be the marquee game. I think more and more it's kind of the Sunday night game. There's also some great Thursday night matchups that they're they're using. And the Monday night games, uh, you know, there there were some great matchups. And then there were some matchups that we thought would be really good that turned out to be duds because of the way some teams' seasons went. But in terms, I just like, I mean, people have no clue. The... The effort and the skill that goes into doing a oh. professional national live sporting event. I mean, from every camera person to the, 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 the folks in the truck doing the replays. I mean, I was talking about this before about SWX's coverage of the Missoula Osprey and the home Osprey games and how many cameras they have there, how many people they have working on that how much production and pre-production goes into it. And, you know, when you watch it, it's it's an unbelievable quality for, you know, for this level. But you can't imagine how much, you know, work is going into pulling that thing off, you know. And, my goodness, at the, you know, at the Monday night football level, <laughs> I mean, good luck. If you walked into that truck, you just... Trucks, you 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 would short out. You would pass out because your mind would be spinning. Yeah, the uh, the learning how to hate everything just be just to do it is just it's one of the worst parts about our evolution as a society. Ultimately, who's winning the NFC North to you? I think the winner, whoever wins the head to heads between the Packers and the Bears. If any of those teams get three, I, th- I think that the Vikings will be in the mix all the way down the stretch, and they will find a way to go nine and seven and miss the playoffs. And then I will hate Kirk Cousins even more. I mean, that sounds like a great prediction to me. And so the Bears and the Packers both make the postseason, one by winning the division, the other in virtue of the wild card. Mm-hmm. Because again, in the NFC. Could the Eagles and Cowboys both make it out of the NFC East? Yes. I think it's more likely than not, though, that one of those teams isn't in the playoffs. But they the Cowboys this year. In the NFC uh, uh, East, uh, excuse me, uh, South, yeah. there's there's real potential because you Three have playoff teams. Told, and, I mean... Tampa Bay is not there yet. You can you can buy the hype of the Bruce Arians, but they're not there yet. Okay, they might take a jump. They might be an eight and eight team, and that and that will have an influence on the whole rest of the NFC. Uh, I also think the Falcons might take a step back. Yeah. They can be like a little eight and eight. I think the Panthers. Nobody's talking about the Panthers. Pa- Panthers pending health with the addition of Gerald McCoy. The the presumed revitalization of Cam Newton. The Panthers could be in the mix. And, and, the Vikings have to. The Vikings have to be better. The Vikings and the Packers have to be better than the Panthers. That's what it's going to take for them to make the playoffs. And the NFC West it looks like a one bid league, though I am not ready to write off the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but but um, 
but it seems like it's the Rams division, and then it's going to be an uphill swim to make a wild card for any of those other three teams. Though, if anyone's going to do it, it, it would be Seattle. But I do like two teams coming out of the NFC North. Um, which two, I'm not really sure. But but it's real possible. And it I think could be three. Up well. He could be three. I mean, yeah, it's not unprecedented. I, mean, I think the Vikings are better than the Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's good reason And to I think, think that. that the Vikings are better than the Falcons. I completely buy that. And so then, yeah. I, then it really comes down to, I think that the Saints are going to win the South. I think that the Eagles are going to win the East. I think that the Rams are going to win the West. I think that either the Bears or the Packers are going to win the North, and the other team's going to make the playoffs. So there's five. So then it comes down to who's better. The Seahawks, the Vikings, the Panthers, the Cowboys. But here's the other thing. Even if the Vikings are, in fact, the best team of that group of teams that you mentioned, and they may well be. I don't think they are. That's not that important, though. Right. It's, it's, it's how your schedule sets up. But if, I mean, all the schedules are going to have 85 or 90% overlap in the division. Mm-hmm. So we just did the Packers schedule. It's going to be very similar to what the Vikings schedule in. So I think they're, you know, they got a couple of good divisions to play against in the NFC North to to, to collect some wins that you better be getting if you think that you're a playoff team. I think the Seahawks are going to take a step back this year. And I think the Cowboys are going to be affected by the distractions and the noise. So then to me, the final playoff spot in the NFC comes down to who's better. The Carolina Panthers or the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, I'm... And I think this. I think that there are a few players in the league where this is an enormous year for them. It's a put up or shut up year for them. I think one of those players is Kirk Cousins. I think one of those players is Aaron Rodgers. I think one of those players is Cam Newton. It's going to be very intriguing to see how those guys rise to the occasion. Cam Newton is one of the most fascinating X factors in the entire NFL because when Cam Newton is at his best, when he's both when he's healthy physically and mentally, and he's not. Being a crazy guy, it's hard to say he's not the most unstoppable offensive player in the league. He was the MVP on one of the great teams we've seen this decade. But then when he gets all volatile and gets down on himself and stuff starts going bad and teams start cheap shotting him and you know guys go, are going down around him or you're trading his best receiver or whatever, or Greg Olson breaks his foot, his security blanket's gone. He's so fragile mm-hmm. mentally. And when he when he goes in the dumps, it's just real. It's really bad. But I just think that his his the dichotomy of what he could be is so tremendous because he truly could be the MVP of the league if he puts it all together because he's so talented. Yeah, he he is like no one we've ever seen in terms of the physical talent, the physical capability. I guess is what I should say. Right. But he is. He is. I think he's pretty average in the skill category. I don't know, man. It's interesting. Have you ever seen this All or Nothing series on Amazon Prime? Oh yeah, love it. So it's like Hard Knocks, but it's during for the season, the, for the year. Yeah. So they did the Carolina Panthers last year, and I was okay. I've been watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Newton and the Panthers are only on national TV every you know two times a year, three times a year right. if they're lucky, and so we watch him. And a lot of times Cam has a lot of times Cam has risen to the occasion when the lights are the brightest, and a lot of times he's also faltered. And I think that has a big impact on what we think of him. When we are just watching the game by game on this all for nothing, I mean, man, he is lights out. He is so sweet. He is sweet. And I'm not saying like he's not an average quarterback. He is a he's for sure top ten and maybe better than that quarterback today. Totally. 
but what I'm saying is what he presents physically in because of his ability to run, run people over, get the yard that you need, and, and get more than that, he's got a great arm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable arm. But I don't know where he's at in terms of, like, reading the defenses compared to other NFL quarterbacks. I mean, you're talking about when you talk about a guy being having average skill in that sense, when the when the sample size are the best to do it on earth, being average is elite. But I'm but well, sure. I mean, he's he's not Drew Brees. He's not Aaron Rodgers. I get the point that you're making, but he is way better than people give him credit for in that aspect of the game too. Maybe I take him over everybody in the league besides Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, by Philip Rivers, Matt, and Andrew Luck. Russell Wilson. In terms of reading defenses, I would rather have Cam Newton than Russell Wilson every every way across the board. I mean that that's objectively false. No one is better than Russell Wilson in terms of the mentality of be of 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 gamer and of like positive emotion towards a victory. Cam yeah, right. I just don't like guys like that. that. I right. I like guys like Cam Newton yeah, a lot yeah, better yeah, than yeah, I like Russell De- Wilson. The Debbie Downers. Okay. No, yeah. I just like guys that wear their hearts on their sleeves, not whatever this facade that Russell Wilson's been perpetuating it's, since he got in the he, league. He, that, that's that's asinine. <laughs> that is absolutely. Asinine. I'm just trying to get you going. I I it. It, it, it is a coin. It's a coin flip for me between. I mean, Russell Wilson's great. If Russell Wilson never spoke again, I'd like him a lot better. You're not alone in that camp. And that's the that's the biggest problem is that his teammates agree with me. Three two nine one eight nine nine. Let's do a wing it Wednesday. What are your questions, Coulter? Got baseball. Got two contemporary baseball just about this season right here, right okay. now. Okay. And I got one historical baseball one, which is actually one of the better questions I think I've come up with. This is a good question. Uh, you want wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern? They're the best wings in the city of Missoula. You call us. us. Call 329-1899, 329-1899. Call right now. We'll do a wing it Wednesday next. Hey, Coulter, it's August the 21st, my man. And we are in the heart of summer. But we are kind of in the starting to get into the back end of the heart of summer. And it is time to get your rounds in, people. This ain't Florida. It's not Arizona. You can't play golf here all the year round. You got to go golf now. And if you're going to go, no better time than the present to go to the Canyon River Golf Club in East Missoula. Canyon River is Missoula's premier golf club. It's one of the premier golf courses in the whole state of Montana. It has a brand new fleet. I've been telling you about this fleet of golf carts with the shark experience, the interactive uh, touch screen on the, uh, uh, to, 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 to uh, set up your shots to no distances, order food for crying out loud from the restaurant, from the Fox Den. You could get your surround sound music going. Fantasy football is in full swing. Guess what? Listen to the Sirius Satellite Fantasy Channel, whatever you want to do on that thing. They also have fin cycles. You need to get around in quickly. Why don't you ride around on a motorcycle? That'll get the thing done. I've done that once this season. That is a great time. Really, really fun. And they got a, a, a fleet of them, a handful of fin cycles out there to ride around in instead of the golf cart be on a motorcycle. That's a fun way to play golf. CanyonRiverGolfClub.com online. You can set uh, tee times on the web. Get, save yourself a ton of money. They got all kinds of specials going on. The course is in perfect shape, perfect shape, and it is waiting for you. Canyon River, CanyonRiverGolfClub.com.
You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Welcome back to Two Tell Nuanas. It's time for a Wing It Wednesday. We are broadcasting live from the Kurt Polaris Studios. Kurt Polaris at 2904 West Broadway, Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at kurtzpolaris.com. If you want to listen live and you're out of the market or it's just easier for you on your phone, your device, what have you, you go to the website, 1029ESPN.com. You listen live there. The stream brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It is time for a Wing It Wednesday and trying to get wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. It's Kellen. Kellen, welcome into the show. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you guys? Doing great, Kellen. Thanks for asking. So here's the deal, my friend. We got three questions for you. If you get two of them right, you got yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado. If you get all three, guess what? We're going to give you a shirt as well. If you need any help on one of these, Coulter is your lifeline on this. That sound all right to you? That doesn't sound bad at all. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. Coulter just informed me that I said he's the lifeline. I'm the lifeline. Yeah, now you really, yeah, so yeah I'm, it's got a lot worse I'm, for you. I'm turned around. I'm t- yeah, you are <laughs> in tough shape now, Kellen. I'm sorry that I'm on your team uh, for your sake, uh, but I still think that you got a shot here that we can pull this thing off together. So let's see what we got here. Question number one, Coulter, what do we got? All right, Kellen. Number one, a pair of Los Angeles stars. <coughs> Lead the American League and the National League, respectively, in home runs. Give me one of those two players. They each have 42 home runs. They both play for the L.A. teams of the American and National Leagues. Name one of the two players that's leading their respective league in home runs. I would say for the National League is uh, Cody Bellinger. Mm-hmm. Wow, Got that good. one. Okay. So for the American League, uh, Mike Trout. Mike Trout, 42 home runs each side, both L.A. stars. Very good. He asked for one, he got two. That is one question in the books in emphatic fashion. That's the two-hand slam of trivia. right? Yes, sir. Very good, very good. One for one, still got your lifeline. Okay, number two. There are three teams in Major League Baseball right now that have more than 80 victories. Give me one of the three teams in the majors right now with more than 80 wins. Uh, New York Yankees. New York Yankees is one. Mm, Gus, can you name the other two? I believe the Astros are up and over. The Astros, yep. I was going to say that, and maybe the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Dodgers. Very well done, boys. Good, good. Two for two. Kellen's got himself some wings. Still got a lifeline. Desperado to get all deep in sauce. Desperado, I'm into it. 
All right. This is this next one's a good one. Okay. This is this is a good question. Colt is happy about this. One. I'm happy about this right. one. I, I got this one on lock. Okay. There's been 27 players in the history of Major League Baseball to hit 500 home runs in their career. 500 or more home runs in their career. 27 guys. Nine of them never won an MVP award. Give me two of the nine players with 500 or more career home runs that never won an MVP. How about Jim Tomey? Jim Tomey, the number one player on the list and never won the MVP, 612 home runs, his highest finish, fourth with the 2003 Philadelphia Phillies. Hmm. I would like to say Eddie Murray on that list. Eddie Murray, wow, good one. 504 home runs for Eddie Murray, <laughs> his highest finish, second, back-to-back years, 1982-1983 for the Baltimore Orioles. Kellen with the clean sweep, doesn't need the lifelines. He's got wings. He's got a shirt, the whole thing. You can be on my team anytime, Kellen. Excellently done by you, my friend. Give your information to Tommy there, and we'll get you all set up, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Great. Thank you. Very well done. Look, Seven left. See what you got. Uh, no chance. No chance. You got something. No. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Not one guess. No. 500 career home runs and no MVPs. Nothing. I mean, Griff. Nope. Ken Griffin Jr. won two MVPs. Bonds. He won seven MVPs, I think. Cheater. Hank Aaron. Uh, nope, three MVPs. I mean, you already told me that Jim Tomey is the highest one to never yeah, win it, yeah, so I know yeah. that those guys are out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Mark McGuire. How about Pujols? Nope, Pujols won? has multiple MVPs. Okay. Mark McGuire. Never won an MVP. Okay. Rafael Palmero. Never won an MVP. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good... That is the obvious one. I mean, that... right. Manny Ramirez. Man Ram. Never won an MVP. David Ortiz, never won an MVP. Yeah, you got to find the DHs, right? Eddie Matthews of the 1950s Milwaukee slash Atlanta Braves. That's the one I was missing. Mel Ott mm. for the New York Giants in the 40s. Gary Sheffield. Hmm. Hmm. Good list, Coulter. Good question. Great job by Kellen. Uh, I got to tell you, so uh, Jim Tomey uh, works for the MLB Network. Now, I don't know. You remember the show American Chopper? You know, I do. Loved the show American Chopper. Well, guess what? They, they've they've buried the hatchet or are attempting to bury the hatchet. It's Paul Jr. and Paul Sr. And they've restarted this show again. So we're talking about, what's it? I mean, I think the last season of American Chopper was probably a decade, maybe 15 years ago. But... Uh, uh, they've started, and I'm into it. I, lo- I, lo- I really like I find the show really compelling. Uh, for a lot of reasons, and plus the bikes are cool. But Paul, yeah, he's a little older now. Paul Senior, you know, older, but he's a big dude, right? I mean, here you're talking about it. He Paul Senior's a hoss, you know, oh, yeah. and Paul Junior isn't going to be mistaken for a small person anytime soon either. Okay, so you're sitting there like these are two pretty big guys, and you know the bikes and all that kind of stuff. So they have a deal with. The MLB network, like they made like an MLB network bike at some point. I think Junior made them a bike or something. And then they came through, you know, because they were doing a second bike for something or another or whatever. Jim Tomei came in. And these, uh, Paul Junior and Paul Senior look like children standing next to Jim Tomei. I mean, I understand, like, our conception of baseball players is flawed because we think of basketball players and football players as the biggest dudes, right? But Jim Tomei 
just dwarfed guys that you were otherwise going, well, that's a big guy right there. And it was stunning to see, to go, oh, that's why he went ahead and yanked the ball out of the park every other time that he swung the bat. Let's go quickly. Don't have a ton of time, but we got to get our our buddy in here. Passed him, passed him on the phone. Didn't even get to talk to him. Tucker Sergeant. Hello, Tucker. What's going on? Hey, if you need to get out for your, your last break, that's fine. I'm sure the, the uh, commercial break won't be very long since you guys don't sell any ads during the day anyway, so... <laughs> If you, if you need to keep the clocks right, I can hang out. I got a few minutes till I get home. Um, okay, what, okay, fine. Now Give us a tease. That, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, what are we talking about after this? Oh, just the MVPs and their relevance in their particular sport versus other sports. Perfect. Mm. Well, hello there, my friends. Ryan Tutel here, and you probably know that Blackfoot is a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that helps businesses just like yours all around the state of Montana. But maybe you don't know just how much they're actually doing. You couldn't even imagine how many miles, yes, miles, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable they are weighing across the state of Montana and specifically now in Bozeman and the Gallatin Valley near St. Ignatius and several other regions to increase the connectivity and speed in which we can communicate to that of light. That's right, fiber optics, they work with light. Did you know that? Quite a lesson. If you want to go study it, I encourage you to do so. Hey, go visit GoBlackfoot.com and see what it is that they're up to. I think you'll be amazed at all of the work that is being done just so that we can talk quickly with each other and do things like, I don't know, listen to a Tutel Nuanas podcast. 866-541-5000 to give them a call or online at GoBlackfoot.com. You can click the link in the description while you're listening and just check out what they're up to. Support the ones who support us, Blackfoot. Our good friend Tucker Sargent standing by, in theory. We are broadcasting live from the Chris Polaris Studios. Chris Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at chrispolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast. It's available on the TuneIn Radio app, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's there. Give it a listen. Sub- subscribe. Rate it. Review it. All that stuff. We appreciate it. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Okay, Tucker uh, you set us up so nicely. You paid us so very many compliments. Not like we would try and keep the spot blocks low in order to pacify the listeners so that they continue to like us. You know, that wouldn't be a part of it at all. But you want to talk about the MVPs uh, and they matter or they don't matter? Absolutely. And, you know, Ryan, I just, you know, being on the inside, I understand how this works. Yes. And, uh, it was good to see you out of the office today. Going out and on the phone, I wasn't even offended because I figured you were you were out there selling ads. So I, you were doing your job. I mean, that's I'm good. trying to trying to just make a living here. You know, just trying to hustle. That's 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 all. That's all any of us are trying to do, right? <laughs> uh, no, so I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> Coulter hasn't made a living. I'm just trying to write. Well, hey, man. You know, what? at least you work at a place that'll give you a lot of gift cards for your, your to keep you fed. All right. That's true. Um. Uh, 
No, just listening to the, the baseball one is just sort of silly. Like, is there any way for someone to win an MVP who is not either, like, the number one slugger or I guess a pitcher can, too. They can certainly do that. They but really don't, though. Very rarely, though. Pitchers like they Exactly. I mean, it's just like the MVP is sort of just like, you know, who hit the best on uh, in baseball this year? And if you look if you look at the other sport, I mean, certainly football, it, football for all their major awards, just like, who's the best quarterback? Right? Who's 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 going to do that? There are a few sports I think where any any position player can stand out. If you look at hockey, I guess basketball certainly can. But, but basketball, but basketball is largely is just a scoring award, and soccer. They're they're, but, they're mean, all offensive driven, though. I mean, they and, and even in like baseball, for instance, you have like this overall MVP, but you have Golden Glove awards, right? It's like, well, that's and Silver the, Slugger awards. And that's what the defense... Yeah, and, but the Silver Slugger is is objective, right? It's whoever has the highest batting average or has... has yes. Best. And so the defensive one is at least a selection where you're like, hey, this is the best defensive player and there's some numbers to go with it or whatever. But you're right. I mean, it seems like... I mean, in baseball, there's a little bit of, you know... Doing it in multiple ways, you know, defensively, offensively, etc. But even in the NFL, there is the defensive MVP, right? They can't even—they're not even in the conversation right. for yeah. And the, MVP the only one that I—the only one that I can think of that to me is like was truly they—they they nailed it because a lot of the MVPs are just sort of like it's sort of like a toss, like eh, this guy was pretty good this year. Like he was, I guess, the best. But there was like usually three dudes around him in the NFL that could also be uh, have an MVP season. But if you look back to the the Broncos Super Bowl, where Von Miller got the Super Bowl MVP, right? I mean, that to me was truly the actual. Mo- he was the most valuable player. Yes, he was on that on that field. I mean, there there is, and maybe it's because it was just a. a a very dismal offensive uh, Super Bowl, but it was because of Von Miller, and I th- and I, I was so happy to see that he was the recipient of it because just watching the game, you're like, that's the best player out here, no doubt. And I feel like a lot of times that just the, the the selection committee, whatever it is, if it's the journalists or whomever the the committee is, get kind of lazy and they're just looking for the easiest out, which is like, hey, let's look at the offensive numbers, and I think MVP really. In in all sports, I mean, these are all team sports. Should be more of an eye test than anything else. It's just hard to quantify that, and people aren't willing to go to you know to use a baseball right. term to bat for a guy who may be more valuable in any particular sport, whether or not you know, or, or, or I guess whether or not he has the statistics to back it up. No doubt. The thing that the thing that's killed me is ever since LeBron James won four out of five MVPs in the NBA is that the writers now, they try to anoint whoever the MVP finalists are going to be by January, and then they basically decide a narrative that's going to be a two-horse race down the stretch, and they basically eliminate every other guy from the conversation. Last well, it's year, the same thing with the preseason Heisman. It's ridiculous. Right, it's ridiculous. The thing I like about baseball more than any other sport, though, is the Baseball Writers Association of America takes this stuff more seriously, and they don't anoint guys as much. And there's been guys, like you're saying, Tucker, like a guy like Mookie Betts last year for the Boston Red Sox. He had good numbers, but they weren't the best numbers in the league. But he was definitively the best player with the best team in baseball in the Boston Red Sox. 
Jose Altuve the year before with the Houston Astros. Altuve is five foot seven, and he's just a little slap hitter. But he was the heart and soul of that team. And I, so I think in baseball they're a little bit better at it, which is ironic considering baseball is so much more tangibly a statistical based sport. Tucker, appreciate the call, man. We are up against it, but you, as always, have brought pleasure and joy to the community. So thank you for doing it. Hey, love you both. Enjoy your evening, fellas. There you go. Tucker Sargent, you as well, my friend. Um, we give him a free pub. He was in here recording that earlier. Go see the uh, new Hockey Lacrosse Wolf store. It's uh, I know that it's beautiful, and they got all sorts of stuff Slow. going on. Yep. And uh, He was trying to talk me into becoming a hockey player, and I said, Tucker, of all the sports out there, there's a lot of sports that I could excel in. There's a lot of sports that I might be bad in at you, first. You still got time, Ryan. You still, you still got time. I said the one that will seriously, that will impact my life in a negative fashion more than any other sport is hockey. I will break my wrist within three minutes of being on the ice. Yeah, uh, I think maybe for the, for, the, for the self-preservation, stay off the ice. Um... Tomorrow, boys and girls at Locals, come down and see us. And on the corner, we're going to give away some more tickets to the Grizzly uh, Oregon Duck football game. Have an open tab for you with some Widmer beers to give away. So uh, come down, hang out, four to six Locals uh, downtown on the corner of Ryman and Broadway. Have a lot of fun. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, being with all of you down there tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the Osprey, the tickets, the redemption, what they're going to do for people that tickets to the games that didn't happen. We will get into that a little bit as well. Until then, enjoy the elevator music. Tommy in a very, uh, I don't know, even mood today. See you tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast, to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.